Welcome to your dog cast, where we feature news just for dog lovers. Here's your Rover reporter, Mary Lou Davidson. Welcome to the Rover Reporter Podcast. Today, we're talking about animal communication, and that is the ability to literally talk to the animals. There's so many questions. I wanted to dive into this subject, and what better way to do it than to bring in an expert? So I've asked Shannon Spring to join us. Shannon has studied animal communications extensively, both here and abroad. She's a certified animal communicator and a Reiki practitioner. And to boot, she's got a bachelor's degree from Boston College in human development and communications. And for good measure, she got a master's in education from the Citadel. Welcome, Shannon. Welcome, welcome. And it makes me laugh because I think the Citadel would have a heart attack knowing they had an animal communicator psychic oh. meeting in the house. <laughs> well, time for them to wake up and get real. <laughs> I can go read their bulldog mascot, maybe. <laughs> right. So I wanted to explore this whole topic of animal communications because it's something we all think about and we wonder about what should people really look for when they decide they want some help in communicating with their pet? What should they look for in a communicator? Look for someone that you yourself are comfortable with. If you don't like the person, you're not going to want to listen to anything they have to say. Uh, Choose someone that your pets would like. Who would you maybe hire as your pet babysitter? Because this person is going to temporarily be part of your family. Whether you're chatting with them for a half an hour or a couple of hours in a house call, you want this to be someone that you would trust with your pets. So would most people chit chat with the with you as a potential client before booking a session? Most people actually book me ahead of time. And I do have a video on my website, which shows who I am, how I operate. I answer a lot of questions. I address skeptics because they don't scare me. <laughs> I, lo- I love to tell people that they can keep studying whether or not there's a party going on that they can't see, hear or feel. I'll just go ahead and keep enjoying the party. Um, I have tons of testimonials on my website. So if you go to my website without having met me in person, you'll pretty much know what it's like to meet me in person and whether you like me or or don't like me. (laughs) So it's important to make sure that you have a chemistry or even if you can deduce that from a video or the writings of the communicator, make sure you feel a little bit in tune with them. Yeah, absolutely. Are they authentic? Do you feel most of us know within about seven seconds whether or not we like or trust somebody? And that's the same with somebody we want to hire, whether it's our doctor, a hairstylist, or an animal communicator or medium. Uh, For me, it's very important that I choose someone who is warm and fuzzy and has a sense of humor because that carries a long way in this process. Uh, Whether we're dealing with grief of a lost pet, we have a serious behavior challenge, or we just simply want to talk with our pets for fun. Animal communication doesn't always have to involve grief or solving a problem. We can just want to know what our pets are thinking and feeling for fun. So do you see yourself being able to both share your grief and your joy with this person? Do they have integrity? Right. So speaking of grief, that's one of the number one things that drives people to seek out an animal communicator. And one of the things that's sort of bandied about, I don't know if it's an old wives tale or what, but is that you have to wait a certain amount of time after the pet passes Um, before you should try to contact them. What do you think about that? I used to believe that myself. And until I had an experience where a pet showed me and the animals are hands down my greatest teachers, no offense to Boston College (laughs) or my alma maters, um, but the animals are my greatest teachers about life, love, health, 
you name the subject, they teach it to me, including that there is no proper uh, wait time for grief. We can communicate with pets that have literally just passed, that are in the process of transitioning, and that have been gone for 50 years. In fact, Mary Lou, I brought through a friend's hamster that had been gone for 50 years. I went down to take a nap. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. And there was this little hamster. I knew it was associated with my friend Tammy because of a stuffed animal that my friend had given me that the hamster showed me. Sent a quick message to my friend Tammy. Did you have a hamster as a kid? Uh, yes, I did. Haven't seen him since I was 10 years old. Why? You know, here she is out shopping, getting a message from her friend Shannon about her dead hamster of 50 years. And the hamster came in to deliver a message about her health and confirm something. Uh, and then um, in terms of, uh, I had another dog who taught me that there's no time to wait. His mom was in some pretty acute grief. I did not know this because she had any pets. Mom contacted me for a session and I brought through tons and tons of evidence that the pet still lives on of their times together, their memories. Mom was very happy. And then mom shared with me, she just passed a few weeks ago. Now, had I known that ahead of time, I would have recommended to her that she waited. And that would have been unfortunate for me to do that because both pet and person were ready. And in fact, during the session, Mary Lou, after all the evidence that the pet delivered, the pet dropped in one thing that made no sense to mom. And the dog said Beetlejuice. And I knew Beetlejuice was a movie from the 80s, hadn't seen it since the 80s. I knew it was my homework to sit down and watch the movie. Sure enough, there's a huge sign in the movie from this dog. The main prop in the movie Beetlejuice is a huge book called the uh, called the guide uh, the guide to the afterlife for the newly deceased. <laughs> and there's a school in there called Miss Shannon School for Girls, and I happen to also teach kids programs in animal communication. So this dog was having some good, lighthearted fun with me, saying in one word, Beetlejuice. I have lived on and there is no time frame as to when you can talk with us. That is not only amazing, but also hilarious. That it is. Of all things, Beetlejuice. What are uh, a couple of other sort of amazing experiences that are communication messages that you've gotten? I'll tell you what, my mind is constantly blown and my jaw is constantly pried open because the animals have unlimited wit and wisdom. And I lead wolf shots uh, on the unlimited wisdom and wit of our animal friends, because whether it's a fish, a tiger, a bear, a cat or dog, here or in spirit, their humor and their wisdom and what they are aware of is absolutely mind blowing. I had a tiger make fun of the guy that I was dating and just started shredding him. I thought it was hilarious. There were things I already knew. Later on, the guy comes over to my house, Mary Lou. He looks up, sees a photograph of the tiger on my wall. And he says, uh, Shannon, I know this is gonna sound very weird. I said, try me. He said, but uh, I feel like that tiger on your wall is making fun of me. And I said, that's not weird at all. She's been making fun of you all day long. <laughs> so here's a guy that doesn't do animal communication that's now started dating an animal communicator, which is, you know, not for every man is that is that brave. So sure. I'll give him that yeah. credit. Uh, and then here he is. Now he has to date someone who is not only making fun of him because I'm also a humorist, but has a photograph of an animal on a wall that's teasing him. <laughs> judgmental. The judgmental tiger. Absolutely. So, oh, yes. Was that the end of it then? Or? Uh, I hung on there for a little while longer. But that tiger, I had talked with many, many house cats up until this point. 
And I'm doing what I do right now, Mary Lou, which is I will be looking at a photograph sometimes on my iPad when I'm communicating. The first tiger I ever spoke with, Amanda the tiger up at Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. And she said, I ain't no average house cat girl straighten up. And I sat up straight as if it was a Catholic school nun in front of me whacking my knuckles. <laughs> wow. Yeah, to show some respect. Yeah. And also what a wide range of personalities they can have. Hands down. Um, I had a fish the second I walked into a, pits, uh, a pet store. Excuse me. It was actually a grooming shop, not a pet shop. I walked in to give flyers. I'm looking straight ahead and I feel this force of nature whoosh, rush me to look over to the left. And there is this animated fish looked like Dory uh, from the movies from Nemo in a dirty tank by itself. Long story short, I sat in front of this fish, Mary Lou, and even had to question myself as an animal communicator saying, is this fish doing what I think it's doing? Full-blown communication. I end up adopting this fish to set it free. A couple of weeks later, I'm in a Reiki session. Again, non-animal communicator. And the woman said, Shannon, this is probably going to sound a little strange. Try me. She said, but there is a fish that's here that just wants to say thank you to you. <laughs> yeah. Now, you can't make this stuff up. So this is why I have fun with the skeptics. And I say, call me crazy, miss out on the party, but I can't make this stuff up even if I wanted to. And once you experience it, your life will never, ever be the same again for the better. It's that much more fun once you've experienced this. So what about your own pets have you had that are now in the beyond, if you will? Yeah, uh, yes. And that can be more challenging for us to hear from our own pets. And I'm pleased to the people that are listening, if you've not yet received a sign from your pet, please trust that you will. Um, one of the number one ways that your pets will come through to you is in a dream because your mind is relaxed. Your defenses and your filters are asleep. So they will visit us in our dreams. I have 13 pets in spirit. All of them have visited me over the last 30 some years. Um, a beautiful story of my dog named Teddy, who had had a particularly tragic passing. And Teddy came in the dream very, very quickly. Teddy's a beautiful brown bear looking dog with a white crest on his chest. And he came with an open mouth smile, <sighs> biggest, I mean, eyes just aglow with love and light. And I said, what'd you come to tell mom, Teddy? Again, this is in the dream, but I'm fully lucid for it. And telepathically, Teddy holds up a sign that says, happy, happy. He didn't verbally say it. Now this was new to me. I'm fascinated by this because even in the dream, it was telepathic. He's not moving his lips saying happy. He's sending me sign. Yeah. the message, literally a sign. The next day I'm down on the bay in St. Pete, up out of nowhere comes running. This dog looks just like Teddy, but black, not brown. Same weird white crest on his chest. I know this isn't Teddy, but I know this is Teddy's messenger. I said to the man, what's your dog's name? I knew he's not going to say Teddy, but again, I'm keeping the faith. I know this is a message. The guy says his name is Irie. What does Irie mean? In Jamaican, Irie means happy. Right. Absolutely incredible. Uh, similar story. I'm on the beach in Fort DeSoto, purebred golden retriever, golden rescue. I'm a big rescuer. I had not seen a dog that looked like my Rowdy in the 25 years since I had lost him. Lots of golden retrievers, petted them, loved them, not seen one that looked just like him. This dog comes running up to me in the ocean, will not leave my side. I become overwhelmed with love as if I am back in the presence of my rowdy that I had lost 25 years ago. 
Now I know this isn't Rowdy. This is Rowdy's messenger. I am back engaged with the exact love that I experienced 25 years ago from my beloved Rowdy. I said to the mom, I can't get over this. Your dog is, is representing my beloved dog and spirit. What's your dog's name? She says, Kaya. Well, what does Kaya mean? Kaya means diamond in the sky. Well, yeah. So it's just, again, you can't make it up. They will deliver us these loving messages, however they can get through to us. The more that we pay attention to these messages and don't push them aside, which humans love to do. Oh, that couldn't have been it. Oh, it's too good to be true. Oh, don't talk yourself out of signs. If you think it's a sign, it's a sign. Our pets are working magic and miracles all the time to let us yeah. know they're still around us. Acknowledge so you have it. to stay open to it and be aware, be observant. What is, if there is, a, a commonality among the animals, pets that you talk to? Is there one universal thread throughout the animal kingdom? Uh, definitely. They live in the moment. They don't like to talk about their past. People love to ask me, well, what was their life like before us? And unfortunately, a lot of people will tell their pets sad stories over and over and over again. Don't do that. You don't want people to keep identifying you by, you know, the one night you got rip roaring drunk in college. <laughs> you don't want to be identified by, you know, one story in your life. Don't keep reliving the day that your pet passed. Mm -hmm. They want us to let go of our guilt. They know we're not going to let go of our grief, but please let go of our guilt. Um, they want us to know that they are still around us and our pets that are here with us very much want us to understand how much our choices affect them. And also that um, they know what we are thinking and feeling. If you're thinking about taking a new job, leaving your husband, moving, redecorating the house, getting a new pet, they already know. So for better or worse, they are not just dogs and cats. They are thinking, feeling, breathing, sentient beings that have hopes, dreams, and fears all of their own. And if you're paying attention, you will get hands down the best life, love, business, medical advice, comedy that you've ever come across in your life. So they're absorbing everything. They know what's happening. Everything. And, yeah. And they can keep you... Uh, if you're in tune to it, they can keep you entertained along the way. They will keep you entertained and they will keep us in line. I tell people, if you want to learn animal communication and also be the best pet parent that you can be, clean up your own house. And that's both literally and figuratively. The more that you are honest with yourself about who you are and your strengths and weaknesses, the more receptive you're going to be to be the animal kingdom. Animals have no agenda. They want to be seen and they want to be heard. That is all they ask of us. And they ask us to do our best as people. So if we're not doing our best as people, they want us to do our best for them and for ourselves. So yes, they are thinking and feeling and absorbing every single thing that we're hoping, dreaming and fearing. Awesome. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for helping us demystify the world of animal communications. It's one that uh, it's a present that we all need to unwrap and, and kind of see what's inside. If you are interested, listeners, in getting in touch with Shannon, you can find her at shannonspring.com. That's, that's singular, shannonspring.com. Email her at petmessages at shannonspring.com. She's on Facebook, Mayor Puppy Pants. <laughs> and her phone number is 727 483 0400. Thank you so much, Shannon. 
You're welcome. And you can live anywhere in the world. All right, whatever the species, I will talk with them and with you and we'll have a good time laughing and learning together. Thank you so much, Mary Lou. See you soon. Thanks. Thanks.